Let's check out your headlines for today. To do that, we'll bring in Natalie Lovey from the 980 CFPL Newsroom. Good morning, Natalie. Good morning, Devin. Well, all eyes will be on the mayor this morning. Yeah, London Mayor Josh Morgan will address key 2023 issues and goals for the city this morning. Morgan is giving his first State of the City address at RBC Place London. The London Chamber of Commerce is hosting the event. It's the first in-person State of the City since 2020. Morgan says some of the themes he's going to touch on will be housing affordability, mental health, Uh, addiction, homelessness, and the state of downtown. The event will be live-streamed on the Chamber of Commerce's YouTube page if you're not there to watch it yourself in person. A federal minister was in the city yesterday. Yeah, the federal government has announced London will receive just over $3 million to fund efforts aimed at preventing gun crime and gang violence in the city. The funding will be drawn from the federal Building Safer Communities Fund, which was first announced by Ottawa in March of 2022. The government says the funding will help address the underlying conditions that give rise to crime and gang violence. The money will support community-led projects aimed at helping young people at risk of gang involvement. Public Safety Minister Marco Chino was in the city to make the announcement yesterday. London Mayor Josh Morgan said the investment is a welcome support for proactive crime reduction. The government says the funding will also allow London to develop a multi-year strategy to address underlying factors that drive youth towards gang and gun violence. Uh, London is one of many municipalities across Canada that have or will receive money from that federal fund. There is another chapter to the fallout from the 2019 Woodman Ave explosion. Yeah, the woman convicted of impaired driving in London's 2019 Woodman Ave explosion is suing the food and drink provider for Budweiser Gardens. In court filings, Daniela Lee and her father claim Ovations Ontario Food Services should be held responsible for, quote, any awards or judgment amounts for the half dozen actions launched against them by victims of the Old East Village blast. Among other accusations, recent court documents allege Ovations continued to sell Lee's alcohol while she was intoxicated and failed to recognize her visible signs of impairment. They also say the company failed to take any steps to ensure Lease wouldn't drive after being forced to leave Budweiser Gardens, adding ovations failed to contact police. None of the allegations have been proven in court. As of early yesterday afternoon, ovations had not filed a statement of defense. You can read our online article on this story on our website, 980cfpl.ca. The two people charged in the death of an OPP officer will be in court today. Yeah, man and woman who are facing murder charges in the death of an OPP constable are set to appear in court. Constable Greg Pierce Hollow was shot while responding to a call for a vehicle in a ditch west of Hagersville on December 27th. The 28-year-old later died in hospital. Police have said Pierce Hollow was ambushed and had no chance to defend himself. They have said the suspects ditched the vehicle they were in after the officer was shot and fled on foot before allegedly stealing another car from a citizen at the scene. 25-year-old Randall McKenzie and 20-year-old Brandy Crystal Lynn Stewart-Sperry each face a charge of first-degree murder in his death. Pierce Hollow was the fifth police officer killed in the line of duty in Canada since September. Some former OPSU executives could be in some hot water. Yeah, the Ontario Public Service Employees Union has filed a lawsuit against three former executives alleging financial improprieties. The union is seeking nearly $6 
$6 million it alleges was unlawfully transferred to former President Warren Smokey Thomas, as well as former executives Eduardo Almeida and Maurice Gatt. Uh, Opsu says Thomas and Almeida left their positions last April. The union had been doing a forensic audit and alleges it uncovered that Thomas and Almeida paid themselves significant compensation they weren't entitled to, used union money for non-business purposes, transferred union vehicles to themselves or family members, and paid out strike fund cash to themselves and Gabay. Uh, Opsu's statement of claim alleges union money was used to pay the home repairs and moving expenses for someone with whom Gabay had a personal relationship. The allegations have not been tested in court. None of the defendants could be reached for comment, and it's unclear if any have filed a statement of defense. And if there's someone out there who bugs you, you're in luck. Yeah, with Valentine's Day less than a month away, the Toronto Zoo is offering people the chance to name a cockroach in someone's honour. Those who donate will be given a digital certificate with the name of the roach, a digital graphic that can be shared, as well as a tax receipt. Thank goodness for the tax receipt. The minimum donation is $25. Toronto Zoo and the Toronto Zoo Wildlife Fund said they are naming, or there are naming limits, rather, and that hate speech and profanity obviously will not be tolerated. Natalie the Cockroach has a good name to it. <laughs> how about how about Devin the Jerk? <laughs> <laughs> jerk. <laughs> Let's check out what happened on this day in history. In 1694, the Bishop of Quebec read a pastoral letter declaring it a sin to witness corrupting and impure plays, referring to theatrical performances stayed at Quebec City. In 1773, Captain James Cook's ship Resolution was the first ship to cross the Antarctic Circle. In 1910, Thomas Crapper, believed to be the main developer of the flush toilet mechanism, died at the age of 72. In 1929, the Popeye the Sailor comic strip first appeared. In 1945, Swedish diplomat Raoul Wallenberg, credited with saving tens of thousands of Jews from the Nazis, disappeared in Hungary while in Soviet custody. Moscow authorities admitted years later that he died in custody, but the circumstances remain a mystery. He was the first person named an honorary citizen of Canada. In 1957, HMCS Bonaventure, Canada's last aircraft carrier, was commissioned in Belfast. In 1961, Canada returned Polish treasure that it had stored for safekeeping during the Second World War. In 1972, Canadian air traffic controllers went on strike, grounding most commercial flights. The last walkout lasted uh, 10 days. In 1974, Pauline McGibbon was appointed Lieutenant Governor of Ontario, the first woman ever appointed to a vice-regal post in the Commonwealth. In 1984, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled that the private use of videocassette recorders to tape television programs uh, did not violate copyright laws. In 1991, Richard Branson and fellow adventurer... Per Lindstrand completed the first crossing of the Pacific in a hot air balloon. They landed in a blinding snowstorm in the Northwest Territories. When asked what inspired him to try the feat, Branson replied, pure stupidity. 
On this day in 2002, in intraday trading, the Canadian dollar fell below 62 cents for the first time ever. It rebounded to close at 62.12 cents U.S. In 2017, Australia, China and Malaysia announced they were suspending the nearly three-year underwater search for the Indian of the Indian Ocean for Malaysian Airlines Flight 370, which had disappeared in 2014 with 239 people on board, including two Canadians. And on this day in 2022, Health Canada approved five Pfizer's antiviral pill for COVID-19 for adults with mild or moderate cases of the virus were also at high risk of becoming more seriously ill. Uh, Happy anniversary to Sandy and Sam from your kids, Alex, Brent, and Catherine. Hope it's a good day. You share a birthday with James Earl Jones, who turns 92. Maury Povich is 84. Steve Harvey turns 66. Jim Carrey, 61. Michelle Obama turns 59. And Zoe Deschanel is 43.